Will 2024 be any better for the Blues? Well, I have something to say about that. This is all coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to Locked On Blues. I am your host of Locked On Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all the things about our St. Louis Blues here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Blues, I am going to talk about the Blues' bad weekend of hockey that they just had, realistic expectations about the season, and a Justin Folk injury update. So a lot to look forward to on today's episode, a lot that we need to dive into on today's episode, but I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So I want to start off by saying hello. I hope everybody is having a great 2024. I know it's only day two of it, but I hope that it is going well for you. For me, I have to say... I was watching the Winter Classic yesterday, as one does, against the Knights and the Kraken. And the amount of times that we got talked about, and by we, I mean St. Louis Blues, probably was 20 times. I lost track. I was counting at one point. I know Petrangelo, they're going to mention the Blues and uh, Barbashev. But the thing that was really interesting to me was a lot of the comments that were being made was about the significance of when we won the cup and what that meant. And I think back to it, and I think that we had a very unique cup run. So I wasn't surprised that it's being talked about in that sense. But I was a little surprised with how boring the game was. So I think the highlight was obviously having Darren Pang. Um, it was nice to hear him. The amount of times that we got talked about, that was another good thing. Other than that, I was kind of just happy that it was over. It was a very boring Winter Classic. First shutout ever in history of the Winter Classic. So I just wanted to touch on that, that even when we're not playing, we're still being talked about because of that incredible cup run that we had. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but it definitely was something that I was like, okay, how many times are they going to mention the Blues? And it became quite a bit. So that was something that I enjoyed, to be honest. But something I did not enjoy was the bad weekend of hockey that the Blues unfortunately endured. And it all began with a 2-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. I will say, Robert Thomas getting a goal definitely was the highlight of this game. I mean, he got the only goal of the game, so that was the biggest highlight. But the Avs, I mean, it's not that they even outplayed us. On paper, we outplayed them. We had more shots. We had more hits. We had less penalty minutes. We were doing better with the face-off. And I think the problem was was that um, the Avs got on the board first, but not even a minute later, Thomas was able to get that equalizing goal. And then in the third period, unfortunately, um, the Avs were able to take that victory. And the thing that I think bothers me the most about it is the fact that the Blues, they weren't being outplayed. But in that third period, you could definitely tell that Colorado wanted it more. And 
that's something that you can find on a stat sheet, right? That's not something that I can look back on and say, okay, well, this is why it just seemed the way that they played. They just played like they wanted it more. So, um, yeah, the Avs lead the Central Division with 49 points. And the Central, as I said, very competitive right now. Colorado with 49 points, Winnipeg with 48, Dallas with 48. And then you drop to Nashville with um, 41, Arizona with 40. And then, um, hi, we're the St. Louis Blues, and we have only 37 points. And it did not help when the Blues traveled down to Pittsburgh. Or is it up or down? Down, maybe. They went to Pittsburgh, okay? And it was a very, very ugly game. And maybe... um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too critical. Maybe. But let me explain why I'm a little critical. In the first period, the Penguins were on the board first. And in the second period, not even a minute in, Robert Thomas was able to score a power play goal assisted by Cairo and Tori Krug. Evidently, later in the second period, the Penguins scores. So and now they're up 2-1. Third period, Penn score again. It's 3-1. Kasperi Kapanen scores his fourth goal of the season, assisted by Scott Perunovich. And now it is 3-2. And just in good old fashion with the Blues empty nets, and Crosby was able to get it in, which I feel like he always does. And that's how the Penguins ended up winning. But the thing about this game that really annoyed me was how poorly the Blues matched up on their faceoffs. The Penguins won 67% of the faceoffs which is not good. The Penguins had more shot attempts, more everything about the Penguins was just better. But yet again, here's the thing. Robert Thomas, and this is not a dig on RT. I love Robert Thomas. So what I'm about to say has nothing to do with him. Why is he the only player that I feel like shows up consistently and consecutively? This game against the Penguins, it was really Robert Thomas putting his full effort in. And it, gets me to kind of a point where I am like, okay, is anybody else, maybe you can argue at Jake Neighbors, right? But is anybody going to step up the way that Robert Thomas has stepped up? And that, I don't know. And that kind of is what bothers me is how is Robert Thomas one of the only players producing? Again, I think I'm a little too difficult on the team, but that's where my mindset is, is that When the Blues want to win, they will win, but they don't come back usually, right? If the other team scores first, and this is how it's been all season, the Blues have a very hard time with finding that comeback. It's happened like one or two times, but they're a team that they need to score first in order to win. But, I mean, I just see this effort put in by Robert Thomas, and I've yet to find that effort by anybody else, really. I mean... I don't know if it's defeat. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a shift in momentum. But to me, especially as of lately, it seems like it's the Robert Thomas show and everybody else is taking a backseat. I am live on YouTube, so I do have some comments. Rob says, I'm talking about the blues, but it's not very nice what I am saying. Yeah. Facts. And he does agree the Avs was a good game. And... It was, and when I say bad weekend of hockey, I just mean the outcome. The Penguins was a bad game, 
but the Avs was at least a competitive game. NJ Dave says, hey, Haley, finally ran into you. Told you Banny was a good coach. Um, Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. And I'm going to talk about this a lot coming up on my next little chunk of this podcast. How is this team going to respond on Thursday? Coming off of losing two games in a row. This is the first time Bannister has almost, you know, faced a losing streak. So it is going to be very um, crucial to see how the team responds. But overall, this past weekend of hockey, it wasn't the outcome that we wanted. We didn't get any of those points. We got zero out of four points, which is not good. Having 37 points right now heading into the new year does concern me. And this is the time when you realistically need to be thinking, okay, the Blues are sixth in the Central, 37 points. Realistically, where are they going to be at the end of the season? Before I tell you about that, I do have to tell you about something that is a little bit more positive, and that is game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I know for me, I am a short person. I'm only 5'2". So what I like about game time is that I can see the view for my seat before I even purchase the ticket. So I can see what it's going to look like from the sides. And honestly, this has helped me so much because sometimes sitting higher is a little bit better if you're short. But I know for me, I definitely utilize that feature of game time. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So. Let's talk about realistic expectations for this season. I still believe. I still believe that the Blues could potentially be a wild card team. You were going up against the Colorado Avalanche, who were one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Okay. I am concerned about maybe the Penguins game a little bit more so than anything. But again, you're going up against Hall of Famers like a Cindy Crosby and Malkin. And I understand that the Penguins are not as good as a team as they once were, but it happens. Why do I think the Blues have a shot? Because when they were playing with full effort, they are a very good-looking team on the ice. And a couple of the YouTube comments brought this up about the effort. And that's the thing. Sometimes they look a little lazy on the ice. And I'm not saying that these are lazy players by any means. They're professional athletes. Um, Evidently, they are probably some of the hardest working people out there. What I'm referring to is this. It is the fact that sometimes they look a little slow going up against the blue line. Sometimes, you know, when they're defending, they just 
don't have good spatial awareness. There's a lot of things that go on that I am noticing. But again, I'm a little critical, right? Because it is my job to, and I love what I get to do, but it is my job to talk about these games, break it down, get some insight on what's going on. So when I do watch the games, I'm taking notes and I'm noticing different things I like and I don't like. Um, but the Penguins, what I did not like is the, um, it was like the lack of speed. It just didn't seem like there was much of a rush going on. And I think that, as I said, I've said this from the very beginning about the Blues. They played down to the teams that they were playing. So with Colorado, it was a much more physical game. It looked a lot um, It looked like a lot more competitive of a hockey game. With the Penguins, they looked like, they kind of, like if you had a notch and they were at a 10 against Colorado, it looked like they turned that notch down to six. I just think that the Blues need to play as hard as they play against the best teams, even against the teams that are not as good, because every single point counts. And right now, it's really not like, oh, well, you beat this team, so your points are going to be more. No, like every single game, you have an opportunity to leave with two points. And I think that the Blues, they need to get into that mindset of, hey, we need to take care of business. We need to be a little bit faster. And again, it's the same things. Casper Kapanen's actually been playing a lot better. That is something I've noticed. Uh, Scott Perunovich has been playing better. I mean, Kyrou's been stepping up. I mean, but then again, Kevin Hayes. I don't notice anything from him, really. Um, I love Sonny, so I'm not going to say anything about him right now. I might in tomorrow's episode, just not at the moment, because like I love, I love Sonny. Uh, Jake Neighbors, I'd like to see him a little more active and out there, but there was just a lot of things that I could name off the top of my head. Thanks, DJ. Uh, DJ said, I love your channel. So that's what I'm replying to with the YouTube comments. But there is a lot of things about this team that I could really pinpoint. And maybe that's what you want. I tend to not really call single guys. I know I do with uh, Shen, but I try not to pick on people that much. And it's not picking on them. Let me rephrase. It's just talking about what I am seeing. And with this season, I realistically, they either turn it around and these next slate of games, it will be um, very important to say the least to see how they respond. But if they don't, they could miss the playoffs again, which nobody wants. I... I, I can't put into words how disappointing that's going to be if they don't make the playoffs again. When they got your Bannister, I really thought, okay, Danny did a great job with the Thunderbirds. Um, so a lot of the guys are comfortable with him. Maybe he can help turn things around. And I, I can't say that he did it or didn't. It's too early to tell. But I do think that right now, where the Blues are sitting come January 2nd, not ideal. I would have liked them to have at least over 40 points. And it concerns me that the National Predators, who were set to be not the greatest of the teams, are surpassing the Blues in points. But, you know, good teams lose games. I believe the Golden Knights have lost four of their last five games, which is not good for them. And, again, they're one of the best teams in the league. So, I don't think at the moment I know at the end of January when we went to the cup we were dead last in the west I just think that this is a much more competitive season 
and there's just a lot more at stake. So that's how I am feeling. I, again, I want to be wrong, right? This is one of those things where I would love to be proven wrong. Prove me wrong, St. Louis. But right now, that is how I am feeling about all this. I'm also feeling something good about FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like a live same-game parlay, which I love. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So I know for me, I am like the CEO of Parlays. And it's it's kind of funny because like I'm in a group chat with a lot of my friends. And we just have like the most random and bizarre parlays that kind of don't make any sense. But um, I know for me, I really do love them. So I always recommend. And right now the Ravens look like the best team. So just do some stuff with the Ravens and get some money because uh, I want you to get money. We love money. Okay, so I have a little update on my boy, Justin Folk. So he has a lower body injury. It remains day to day, and it isn't expected to play Thursday against Vancouver. Um, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic reported on that. One of my favorite blues reporters. Um, Great content all the time. And um, this does concern me a lot with Justin Folk. I think that the impact that he has made is phenomenal. I mean, he's 31. But yet he plays really good hockey. He hasn't missed a beat. And that's the thing about Jay Folk that I like a lot about him. So he got this injury um, Friday, by the way, against the Colorado Avalanche. And um, it was actually the final minute of the game. So I didn't really like realize what happened until I was because, you know, the game was wrapping up and I'm like, oh, like he'll be fine. But um This is what Drew Bannister had to say. I can't give you the timeline, but I can tell you it's better than we originally thought. I don't think it's day to day until we get back and see how it is over the next two days and see how he feels. So it's interesting. It is. Um, Jimmy Folk has had two goals and 15 assists and um, has been killing it. But, again, I don't know what's going on exactly. I just know that him out of the lineup 100% sucks. And I am hoping nothing but the best for him. But it is important to talk about because maybe, maybe, just maybe, losing a guy like that is the reason why they kind of struggled against Pittsburgh, right? Rob says, I think we need an enforcer to get the boys fired up. I don't. Um, (laughs) I don't, I think that if you're in the national hockey league and you made it to that level, 
you should be fired up no matter what. It is a privilege and an honor to be in the NHL. I understand sometimes it's good getting that momentum from the ice, and I, I respect that. But at the same time, I'm a big believer in you need to play every single game like it is your last game. And these guys, they need to find motivation within themselves. They have a reason to be motivated. They have a new coach. If that isn't motivation enough, then I truly don't know what it is. I just think that at the end of the day, this is a team that sometimes plays a little bit lazy hockey, and I don't really like it. So it bothers me. It annoys me. It infuriates me. It frustrates me. Any negative word that I can say 100% describes what is going on that I am seeing on the ice. But at the same time, there is positives. And like Perunovic, I really do enjoy his game. I think Tori Krug has been doing better. I mean, Krug is such a big body. And when he gets physical, he does make it harder for guys to get past him. So I think if he just plays with more physicality, then that's all the better. But with overturning pucks, they can't do that. They need to play more. Um, what's the word? Stricter hockey. I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with the word later, but that's what I have right now where they're just being more smart, better puck possession. And watching the junior uh, worlds, by the way, and I'm going to talk about this a lot on tomorrow's episode because tomorrow's made another episode of players that I went to get with free agency, the uh, trade deadline and the draft. But our guys have been killing it. Snuggie's been killing it. Um so many of the guys and that is what gives me excitement about the future it is them it is the younger guys that have been really getting me amped up and excited for the future of blues hockey right now in this current moment in time yeah i'm frustrated but who wouldn't be i'm enjoying what i'm seeing when they're playing well but i think we all know that the cup is not at our grasp um again anything can happen I know that but I'm just trying to enjoy the season while I can and enjoy seeing what's going on in the ice I especially have been really impressed with Robert Thomas and he never fails to impress me so that's why on my Lockdown Blues Twitter page at Lockdown Blues in the bio it says it's always Robert Thomas season because guys it's always Robert Thomas season. I also kind of lost my voice a little bit, but I think this season won't be as bad overall. But right now we're just in a really weird stage, a new coach, um, a tough schedule, and some guys that are a little bit older that have no trade clauses. Thanks, Doug Armstrong. (laughs) On that note, I will be talking with you tomorrow. We will be talking a lot about the World Juniors. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline. And, of course, I will be talking about more things about this current team right now that I like and I don't like. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Locked on Blues. And once I hit that 1,000 follower, I will be doing a giveaway. So let's go make 2024 our year, at least for this podcast. At least we will be winning something. I'll hoist up you know, the YouTube subscriber count, and that can be like us getting a cup. I know, not close, but like always, how do I end every single episode? It's been a half of a year of me doing this, and I end every single episode 
the same exact way. Let's go, Blues.